Hello, and welcome to another episode of NAFAM, the podcast. Hello. With your host, Anne-Marie and Jim. Hosts. Ta-da. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Happy Friday. Happy Friday. TGIF. Yes, 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 TGIF. indeed. TGIF. This girl doesn't work tomorrow. Hello. I know. Which is funny. You work most Saturdays. I'm jealous that you don't work tomorrow. Why is that? I don't work tomorrow. I know. So why am I like... Do I'm tell. Why is that? Let's examine tomorrow. that. That's really interesting, yeah. actually. Actually, I know, the answer. I know the answer to that. I have to take the dog to the vet and I scheduled an appointment. It's not that early, but it's still in the morning. Are you jealous? Are you envious? Which is it? Um, Do you remember? And, well, I would... Envious. Yeah, because I'm not taking anything from you. You're not. No. Nope. You weren't in the first place, though. Even... even Working or not working, like that doesn't change my schedule. I know. Schedule so envious is just like, I want what you have. Yeah. Jealousy is like, you're going to take something from me, yeah. so you have to protect it. You're correct on that. Yeah, Although I, I, I know I, I'm correct I on that. I have what you have, except that I booked a bed appointment for nine tomorrow. Yeah, so you morning. don't have what I have. That's the so. point. You have to do something in the morning. Yeah, okay. You want Fair. the freedom to do nothing in the morning. Fair. Yes. Yeah. Is it, I think it's going to be like, we had a beautiful day today. It's 58 degrees, according it's to not like yesterday, the but it was nice. web app, weather app. The web app. Would you say it was not like it was yesterday? What? Yeah. Wait, what? Yesterday was like almost 70, wasn't it? Sun was what? shining. I saw that it was 55 yesterday and 58 today. The sun was shining yesterday. I went out. Okay. I was this is what you do. You go outside. into your car. This happens every time. You're like, it's 95 no, degrees no, out. No. I'm like, Jim, you cannot rely upon your windshield thermostat okay it's like taken in all the sun and that didn't happen yesterday it was not 70 yesterday it was warmer today than it was yesterday God, it was 55 yesterday i looked it up it, okay. was, it was okay what i walked outside yesterday after work and i was like wow it's warm what is it out here and i pulled open my weather bug app and it said it was 55 today i pulled open my app and it said it was 58 i was so warm out i didn't even want to wear a coat so that didn't happen yesterday so i'm inclined to believe okay this accord, and I have no idea if this is accurate or not. It says maximum temperature yesterday in Detroit was sixty-one. Okay, the that's sun, not seventy. I if know. It was seventy. Would have heard about it everywhere. I hear you, but the sun was shining. It was beautiful out, yeah. and it made a difference because when I went outside today, I was on the phone at work, and I talked. Normally, this time of year, obviously, wouldn't happen in Michigan, but today I was like, "Oh, it's a little chilly. I'm going to go back in." Yesterday, I was like, "This is." Gorgeous out here. I could sit here and it was talk on the phone. Really and... warm today. I went and met friends for lunch in um in a in downtown, and all of the patios were open. We could have sat outside. It was windy at times, so that would have made it not as pleasurable. Not um, as pleasurable. But it was really warm out today. Okay. I'm and the sun was bright so much so that my melasma okay. quote liked this. So it must have just been my experience yesterday that, that where I was, the sun was shining more than today, and that was the difference. I know that would account for a few degrees. For the five minutes you were outside, you just happened to be in yeah. the right spot. I actually think I was outside for like 15 minutes. So that was quite a bit. I told you that, yeah, you said it was beautiful out yesterday, and I said, I know. I went outside because I was talking. when I, I pace when I talk on the phone a lot of times. Yeah, we know. Yes. And I was having a conversation, and I went outside. It's February, and I was like, and I told you, I'm like, it was beautiful out. Mm-hmm. So... I went and I took my shoes off yeah. and I walked in the grass and you're like, wow, that's not like you. I'm like, of course I didn't do that at work. I okay, I believed you. Okay. And it's funny because, you know, speaking of earthing and walking around in your bare feet, I think it's cute how many people um, pay attention to the fact that I'm doing that because, you know, I post it in my stories a lot. Uh-huh. I'll get random private messages on Facebook about it or I'll run into somebody and all of a sudden I find out that they're trying it too because I saw 
me post about it. So I, for a minute, I was like, well, maybe, maybe he did, but that's not like him. And I'm going to say, that's not like you. And then you're like, of course I was kidding. I didn't do that. The whole, the message I wrote to you was so like, (laughs) yeah, it was so beautiful out. I went outside and just, I took my shoes off and I just walked in the grass and it's like, hello. You're not a funny or sarcastic person in real life, let alone on text. So you understand the confusion there, right? Yeah. I think it's funny really quick though. Today, Katie told me. I was going to say, let's go to My daughter, she was like. Mom, just so you know, like now it's like this thing where like if I say something, like my friends are like, like think that like, you know, their comeback to her is always like, oh, just go earth with your mom or something. Because uh-huh. <laughs> she showed them some of your posts, which is, yeah. which is great. It's yes. great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Getting a whole new generation <laughs> engaged in this uh-huh. that we have just learned. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was a beautiful day. I had lunch today with, I, got, I was able to catch up today with the friends that we were supposed to catch up with last week, but because we were thought we were going to catch up with them the week before, we talked about how I had we'd mistakenly driven partly out there and mm-hmm. wrong day. it was foggy and we turned around they're like wrong day. And then I ended up getting COVID, having COVID anyways. And then, and then I ended when up having COVID. we had the right day, you had COVID. Yep. So right day, wrong, wrong disease. <laughs> Um, so you got COVID and we talked about that last week. We were curious. We were left hanging with listeners about what the COVID experience was going to be like for you. And I'm happy to report that you had the exact same experience that I I had. I did. It was terrible. Yeah. It was not, it was, I mean, relatively speaking, could it have been worse? Yes. However. It's a terrible level of annoying. It is because I said. You can't sleep. You and I have talked about this. Yes. You go through periods where you can't sleep. I've had the flu and with the flu it's like oh here it comes it's here it's peaking it's, it's, it's peaking, peaking it's peaking. and it's moving through yeah. covid's like oh it's peaking i feel better oh nope never mind i don't feel Sips better oh now i'm exhausted oh nope now this body. and it was like yeah thing after thing that's just a little little nuanced each one's yeah. a little each phase you is a little nuanced you didn't lose smell though so no, there's that i did not i will say there's still times when i wake up in the morning and it's not there but then when i get moving it's you there. really have that still yeah, yesterday okay. morning I noticed. Because I noticed you like get up and smell the candle. I'm like, are you serious? Uh-huh. I didn't I realize was, you still were having stuffy. that experience where so you. So I was like, hmm, I'm gonna test it out. Yeah. It's not consistent. Some days I have it. Some days I don't. Okay. Um, knock on wood, it's always come back as soon as I get up and around. Um, so yeah, you are better now. You are on the mend. I'm on the mend. Yes. You were coughing. I think I'm making probably... disgusting noises all week out of here, <laughs> out of you. Think, uh, you woke I'm me like, up multiple times in the middle of the night yeah. to the point where I'm like, your cough is hurting my lungs at this point. It was, I had that feeling where I was like, oh, it's burning over here now. Stop. Well, and I told you, I said, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. No, don't sleep on the couch. And then the next night, the next, it was fine you that night. You started to wake up and then, I was like, where are you going? Like, I'm going on the couch. Like the martyr that you are. I said, why are you going on the couch? So I you said, because I don't want to keep you awake. I said, yeah, you I don't wanna... have to do that. You're yeah. the sick person. And then the next night, I, I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's fine. And then. I woke up the next morning. You're like, you could have slept on the couch last night. And I'm like, what? Make up your damn mind. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was awful. It's razor blades in the throat. I could feel the razor blades over here. It was oh that bad. God, it's, it so it's bad. so bad. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not pleasant to listen anyway, to. Anyway, I think my uh, eyes were watering. I'm like, please stop. And it's funny because obviously, you know, the past couple months, I've people at work, whatever that I I work with are, oh, I was sick. I was sick. I, in, 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 in two years, I haven't had the number of people, I've got COVID, COVID's in my house, I've got COVID, I've got, and it's like, it's running rampant right now, mm-hmm. and I just, 
from where I sit, I haven't heard it to this level of like, I guess the, the, not just the spread, but COVID and other stuff that are going around right now. But I just feel like I'm like, I don't think I've heard this many people having COVID in quite a while for, for again, where I sit. No, it's yearly. You just forgot. You have a short term memory. Well, probably. (coughs) It happened last year too. Yeah. I I don't doubt that. It just, it, it, it reminds you of the flu where it's like that cyclical thing where it Mm -hmm. comes back and it's like, oh, yep, it's here again. And it will be. Yep. Yeah. And it will be. And it will be. Rudy, what do you want? Um, yeah, I still have some residuals. In fact, I lit this like incense and the smoke is like irritating my lungs right now where I'm like, oh, go away. Like, I don't want it. Get away. <coughs> so I'd like to talk about briefly. Well, I want to, what oh. do you want to talk about? I was, I didn't get to finish my conversation about my lunch today with my friend. Go for it. What did you want to talk about? No, go for it. No, I want to know what I'll you wait. I'll decide what goes first. <laughs> it is your show. The Anne Marie Show. What were you going to talk about, though? Can I you was just going to say, like, I, tell me? yeah, I wanted to circle back to something that I had brought up. I think it was last episode, maybe two episodes ago, about a <clears> podcast <throat> I had listened to and coming up with a word for the year. Oh, okay. And you and I, outside of this, have not talked about we that. Have not. And I think it's to me, it's a, it's something that's potentially important to establish. Although you did mostly continue on with your heart sticky notes, which I adored and appreciate every time I open up something, I'm like, oh, there it is. Mostly, I'm saving them all. Mostly, so go carry on with your word. (laughs) (coughs) My my word, it doesn't have to be our word, unless we decide collectively to make it our word. Is trust, and it's such a simple, basic word. But for many reasons, I think that I for I was thinking the more I think about it, and you know our relationship, it's easy to not trust myself. And so from a, you know, self-awareness perspective, re- that reminder, and then between us, for me to get out of my comfort zone and my insecurities and trust, put trust in you, mm-hmm. it's it's one of the biggest blocks I think that we have in our relationship to truly okay. integrating and... Well, it's the biggest block that anybody has in okay. all of existence. So if you take that <laughs> word, we're done with that word because that's the theme of life so, is learning to trust, trust in yourself, trust in the universe, trust in your relationships, like trust true. in God, like whatever it is, it's all about trust. Well, and, and so that's why I think it may be if I'm open to your suggestions, but I think it's a an easy and also important word to start out on because we'll never get 100% there. But if we can keep that in focus, I think that one helps of, develop other things, I think. I think it's obviously. great. And I think it warrants a revisit to one of my all-time favorite reads on relationships, The Science of Trust by John Gottman. Mm-hmm. It's a heady book. It's it's a lot. It's, it's like heavy and science and... Um, scientific language <laughs> so it's written more for it's not written necessarily for, for clinicians for the layperson more. it's for clinicians right. but i i read it you listened to it on audible i think i believe i did so we still have it there i wonder that it would be good for that that, that book is amazing i was like you have to read this this is everything well, i think that's i think that's one of those books again it not necessarily for the layman but like it's an annual review. Yeah. And we read that. I'd be curious because we read that like it was like a long time ago. It was like probably 2018 four, or something. four or five years ago at least. 18 or 19. Yeah. 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 So I'd be curious if we got the same out of it, if we were like impressed with it again mm-hmm. or what. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I picked that word. We've had, you know, <clears throat> in two weeks since you've had COVID, I've had COVID and we had a little tussle between us. Um, about life. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's one of those things, it's like that's the first thing to go sometimes is that 
I that that trust that just deep seated like nope I've got you you've got me I trust in that and like we yeah. can engage in this conversation and I can trust that you're going to be there for me and I'm going to be there for you and we're going to hear each other and I just think that that's like that's like for our relationship and again like you said it's just it's just the essence of any relationship comes mm-hmm. down to trust so like it's not profound in any way it's just such a basic principle that I, I know, think but is... emo- yeah emotional trust is a big one mm-hmm. and I wonder if that's where it's at I just I get hung up on that too because um it's funny one of my somebody said to me recently they were like yeah we had a I forgot how they worded it I feel like they said not so healthy conversation <laughs> it's just really cute because I'm like I'm gonna steal that one um but I just feel like I'm struggling with this here it feels like the emotional distress is more on your end because I I feel like I didn't have the the difficulty that comes up when the distrust is mm-hmm. present I've never it's you I, I I mean it feels like it's coming from your end and I say that based on past relationships uh-huh. and past experiences. And it's interesting you say that because <laughs> I haven't had as many relationships as you have, but uh-huh. I can say that, and maybe it's a lack of self-awareness on my part, but that uh-huh. hasn't been a theme of... But you also never had conflict, Yeah, is what you've reported to right. me. And yeah. conflict is healthy, and no conflict is a red flag. Yep. So, I think, like... Okay, so I'm going to interrupt you there. <laughs> Because, you know, the relationship work that you do, you are so much more deeply connected to this than I am. I know I am aware of that. I will admit that. But the the limited knowledge that I have, the reading I've done, the, you know, whether it's podcasts online, books, audiobooks, whatever the case is, our attachment styles, the way that we function together, I can absolutely look at myself and go, well, I'm a major player in this equation, obviously. Duh. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's no secret. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective, like I can be like, and maybe I don't always acknowledge that in the moment, especially, but I'm like, but it feels like you don't you wanna you look at it like you're not a plague. I didn't have this before, so and I've had conflict and I've had mm-hmm. this and the, my partner was there for me and it's like, but if I look at all the things and all the things that I read, I may be a big cause of it, but I'm like, mm, you you're a participant. Of course. But you Jim, know what I mean? I'm not a uh, duh. <laughs> it's this we've talked about this a million times in Yeah, we right? have. This but it's like, important. This is exhausting conversation. Is, you know what? It's if not I bring it's a not, pro- it shouldn't all, be an exhausting conversation all, because I constantly bringing up what a piece of shit I am, okay? Like nope. I am a human being and I nope. am like, hey. Nope. Nope. Also, nope. like there's no room for error there for you. Like you need everything delivered on a silver platter. And it's like that's not real life. Like I'm not going to sit yeah. here and nurture you and coddle you. I'm going to be frank with you. I'm going to be honest with you. And also, I'm going to be emotional sometimes. Of course I'm upset. I'm upset with you. 100. And your inability to turn towards somebody when they're upset is it's I, I I'm going to speak affirmatively on this. I've examined this in every which angle. It's extreme. And we've talked about it multiple times on this app. You get defensive. And I have broken I've I've been trained podcast. at nauseum <laughs> in relationships and communication. I know what I'm talking about here and I understand I am not completely neutral because I am active mm-hmm party in this one however when so, when a partner airs something whether it's the most responsible way or not if they're just like hey i you noticed you noticed that they're upset about something and you fail to tune into that and say hey what's going on that's that's colossal right there okay but then also if 
then they continue on and they say things or then you don't turn in. So then they're just like, they're getting heat. Like this is all science. This is physics. And mm-hmm. I don't have time to go into it here. It could take, this could be a, a three-year course, but. Good. Um, we have lots of time. <laughs> anyways. And if the person is still coming and saying, I'm really upset about this, this and that and da 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 And the person's first response is defensiveness. Communication 101 is tell me more. I don't understand. So you mean what? They're asking questions. They're engaging. Their role is as an investigative reporter at that point. It's not something necessarily you even need to train. Some people need to be trained. I think you're one of those that needs mm-hmm. to be trained. I do. People that have trust, they just do it. They're just like, hey, what's going on with you? And we're going to have this. Like, there's going to be an exchange. There's like going to be a conversation that occurs. And it's heart to heart or it's not. It doesn't matter. It's but it's occurring. There is a reciprocity that happens. There's not agreement. There's exploration. Mm-hmm. There's mutual exploration into what is going on. So that's, I guess, where I'm going to be adamant with you and say, yeah, do I say, do I lose my temper? Yes. Do I name call? Yeah. Do I do these things? In my opinion, where we get stuck the most is your response or lack thereof to those things. And... um. I've done a lot to work towards like, okay, I'm going to deliver it to him the most responsible way, but I can't guarantee there's not going to be emotion involved because Mm -hmm. I might be crying. I might be Mm -hmm. a little angry, but I'm going to say it the most responsible way I know how to say it. And then I'll still get defensiveness. And it's like, are you kidding me? I do think there is a lack of self-awareness there. I don't think that's your fault. I think it's a personality profile. I think that while my work is to practice more self um soothing self-soothing but like restraint Mm -hmm. to not necessarily react however i'm a bit tired of it of that being put on being i'm Mm -hmm. I'm a bit tired of that story too it's like no i I didn't really do that much i'm just being a human right now and the extreme version response that i'm getting now of like oh you can't say that you can't like no, I've had a like, I've, there, like, there's a point where I'm like, I've had enough of that too. Like, I can't sit here and continually coddle your inability to handle raw human emotion, which, which actually isn't even that dramatic. I, I can't do that either anymore. Like, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of the playing that game too. Does that make sense? Does that make, does, does, <laughs> does that make sense to you? <laughs> yes, it does. It does. It does with a microphone and in, in your face and no, the earphones may... over your head. But no, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm just going to be honest yeah. here. Like I, I, I want you to be honest, dude. Like no, like I'm I'm done with yeah. like the coddling of whatever the fuck it is that you need. Sometimes like I've done that route, and like at some point, like you're just going to have to understand that people are people and humans are humans and hearts are hearts. And like so, that's where you're that... not going to get everything on a silver platter. That's not loyal life. It's so funny because listening to you say this, I feel like a mirror back. It's like everything you're saying about your experience in this is my experience. Like I may not, I may not listen to you the way you need to be listened to or want to be listened to. I, I may not come to you and be like, I hear you. I can deal with your emotions. I can deal with that. That's I may true. not always respond appropriately. I don't but when it feels like, wait a second, I dropped the defensiveness. I'm like, okay, you're right. I, hey, I screwed this up. I, I shouldn't have said that. That was wrong of me. And to feel like now I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to do the work to listen to you and hear you and be like, okay, I wanna I wanna um, mirror back what you're saying. Yeah. I wanna make sure that you're heard. It's so funny that you say that. And I'm I'm not I'm not looking to start something. No, I totally agree with you. It's you're like absolutely I get to right. that point where I'm like. 
Well, no, you can do the work You're here too. You're 100% and right. So You're 100% right. We both get right. caught up in that piece of it. You are 100% right in that way. Because I think what really just ends up happening in that moment is where... We both know what's happening. We are different flavors. Uh-huh. And we are different frequencies and <laughs> yes. we are not matching. And that is right. what it is. So like you can... Because I, do, I don't want you to... Oh, dear, let, let me re- reflect back. I don't want... I want genuine... Uh-huh. I want a genuine yeah. heart in front of me that's like, yeah. here you see, you got it, blah, 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 fill in the blank. And if blank. you read the books and you do all that stuff, it's like, start by reflecting, Max. Start by doing this yeah. stuff. And you're like, I don't need to hear that shit. I, I need you to get what I'm saying yeah. and this like this deep level, this heartfelt, soulful level. The problem and, with you and yeah. I is, is that there is an element that's never going to get that. I know. It's and hard. that's hard. That's why this relationship is hard because I've never been in a relationship where that was yeah. a struggle. I'll be talking to you and I'm like processing and relating and, and talking to you. And you're like, there's no affect in your voice. You're so flat affect. And how do I trust that when it just sounds like you're just you're just going through the loop? You're yeah, just it's going like you're trying too hard. It's like you're reading yeah, the script. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm flooded. I'm trying to like really connect. I'm trying to get in touch with what's going on. And my energy level is different than yours. And and there has to be a... There has to be a, a um, a meet in the middle mm-hmm. of <clears throat> our energy levels. We have to be able to meet at this place. That's like, okay, you need me to be here because that brings you um, comfort that, that you're seen. Our unique challenges is that we have to accept the fact that we're just not going to see each other in those. But that's hard. These, it is hard. Yeah. Um, you know, according to our astrology horoscope situation, we face some very unique challenges, and I like referring back to that because it helps. Like, okay, this is just outside of our they ability hold true too. these this is outside of our ability this is just phys- the physics of the energies that are happening between us and there's literally mm-hmm. nothing we can do about this it's like trying to take two opposite ends or sa- same ends of the magnet and put them together and mm-hmm. it's like it's just not going to happen you just have to sort of like let this part pass and like play it out and that i like reading some of those aspects that we struggle with to me was so eye opening and i have to go back to it so many times but like for me, like one of them was like, I, I struggle with you because there was a bunch of them, but the one that stood out to me was like, well, there's a bunch that we like super click on. But I want to say that by the way, but like, <laughs> <laughs> the ones that were challenging aspects were like, I really struggle with your inability to, to pin you down, mm-hmm. to pin you down to an opinion, mm-hmm. um, a stance, uh, like. Like I and 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 that like I have this desire for this like perfect like dad like mate, mm-hmm. and I have double standards that I expect this ideal with no intention to return it. Like it says that in my uh-huh. horoscope with you, and I'm like that's fucking it's true. true. And <laughs> with you, it says that you bring out basically the crazy in people. I was just gonna say it's, it it's, says <laughs> that, and it's because you're suppressing that. And, and yeah. that's how it works. Like for me, like vice versa, like I'm suppressing yep. that part of me. Um, but you, <laughs> you, it says that you will project your very strong emotions so badly that not only are you burying them, but you are, you will get to the point where you drive them out of other mm-hmm. people. And, and that is 100% true because... And on the same token, you're like, if you gave me a little bit of the crazy, I could give you a little bit of the other stuff. And I'm like, if you gave me a little bit of the other stuff, I could I could let go and give you a little bit of the crazy. Yeah. And I don't and, I don't I do like want to use that word. I don't want to be irresponsible about that word crazy, but yeah, I also course. don't want to be too like buttoned up no, here no, no. either it's, and just be real. It it is real, but it's it's being 
authentic and emotional in, in just showing wearing that on your sleeve sometimes with your, yeah. your closest allowing relationship. Yourself to be allowing yourself mess. to be, yeah. You don't allow that in your life. No. And no. you I do feel that you often polarize me into those positions because yeah. I'm like, you're gonna be kidding me, like mm-hmm. at this point. Like, um and that, to read that it's because you are just suppressing that part of you feels very very relatable mm-hmm. and it feels good because it's like yeah i knew jim was a crazy bitch yeah. the whole time <laughs> thank you <laughs> well and it's <laughs> and the funny thing is not the funny thing but as we talk about this it's like that's the work there is i am so crazy madly in love with you and yet you make me crazy i make me crazy yeah vice versa and so how do you get that deep emotional connection how do you get all of the things you need out of a relationship and how do you have both? You how talk do, about it. That's how right. you do, Jim. You open up your inner world to your partner. That's what I'm saying. That's what a, a concept. That, that, exactly. That That's the important part of it. And Which you don't do. No, that's you hard. You don't. I don't even know that you looked at your own inner world. I mean, again, we're always we just having the same conversations over and over again. Uh-huh. But that's my take on it. I'm not trying to sit here and sound like a know-it-all, but I've spent about okay. 72 hours a day. I, I understand there's only 24 hours a day, here's but I've spent 72 hours a day for the last 10 years analyzing gonna, you. Here's what I'm going to say about this. And that's what I've come so, up with. Sh- psst, psst. We just watched on Gaia last night a, um, I don't remember the name of the series that we were watching. Inner Worlds, Outer Worlds. Inner Worlds, Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. It's the Fibonacci sequence. It's the um, fractal. That's that's what so it's it is. The idea that we live in a fractal universe. So, yeah. We create our own realities. Exactly. So you say i don't think you're capable of that that's not your nature and i looked at i look at it in that i think it's the fibonacci sequence wait did like, i say let's just i say, didn't think you were capable well, maybe you didn't say that exactly i know what you're... i do think that you think that that's your running oh, okay. dialogue i'm not capable yeah. i'm not capable i'm not capable well it is it is but i <laughs> but the more i learn and the more i think i grow at least and I, I genuinely do grow it's like the snail the curve in a snail where it gets small it starts out small and it gets a little bit bigger and a little bit yeah. bigger and when you look at it as a whole you're like it just is what it is but if you if you were to zoom in and see how each curve gets a little bit bigger i think that it's the same thing it's like it, the, the growth becomes a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger awareness. each time the awareness the awareness, the awareness and the growth yes. each each time you go around yeah. it gets a little bit yes. more and a little bit more and a little bit more so it's like i might have started out at zero yeah but if i'm at 50 now well then getting to 60 and 70 is a lot easier because it it grows exponentially bigger each yeah. time around so so and again like we just i just posted this on facebook this is the same thing i was saying we're all just having the same conversations mm-hmm. over and over again yeah. but if we're doing it right we're waking up to them more a little bit mm-hmm. each time yeah. and that's what i meant by that that fibonacci sequence of like you start to become self-aware yeah. and you realize your patterns and I, I, when I say that, I probably maybe I did say that you're not capable of seeing your inner world. But what I really mean is, is I don't think that you do that, and I don't think that that's not a judgment. Not that's the, just an objective observation because it's I, not the default. You are no, what it is the default not to re- review your inner world. Is that what you're saying? Yes. No, no, I'm saying it's not my default to go to my inner world okay. and go, "What's going on?" You're very analytical. Yeah. You're very left brain, and like that is sort of the goal is to marry the thinking brain and the feeling mm-hmm. brain together. That's where wisdom reigns. And so where I'm going to be more in the feeling parts, you're more in the thinking parts. And so I'm always in my inner world too much. Mm -hmm. Like the stars say, get out of your inner world, takes a break. And you are like, I have an inner world. And so to get you to talk about it, let alone 
acknowledge it's there is quite a feat. Uh-huh. And so yeah. I agree with you, just like increasing your awareness around, for all of us, increasing our awareness around our patterns and what we need to lean into and the contrary to fully awaken and be self-aware i need to we this is not a new conversation for us i need to step into myself you need to sometimes step out of yourself it's the same thing just in a different direction on where we need to go Uh uh-huh and it's you're right and that's difficult because we as close as we are on so many levels when it comes to sometimes to those those core moments of connection Mm -hmm. it's like we fall apart and then we circle back and we Mm-hmm. you know, figure it out. But it's it gets rocky sometimes. It's hard. But that's going to keep happening mm-hmm. until the, you know, there's more, it has to be more and more awareness around each person mm-hmm. before that you, but you, you just, minimize and mitigate you that. You actually just, you sent me a text and I don't remember what it said this week, a few days ago. Uh-huh. I don't remember exactly what you said. Do you remember uh, what you said? I was telling you that it seems to me that there, like when we do find ourselves in conflict, for me personally, the repair feels lighter because even if before I was like okay it's fine like whatever like I still might carry something with me mm-hmm. I still might think it's just another you know another tally mark in the I was column say just another check what um, I've been yeah. saying and yeah. just adds to this idea of maybe thinking about clinging too much to a story and thinking about past things and like mm-hmm. i was like wow i really feel like i was really upset with you about this and like we repaired and like even though i'm like damn it we still don't see eye to eye like he's not truly getting what i'm saying like i'm okay with it mm-hmm. like i felt light i felt like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that he doesn't see it and that was like truly felt in but, a way that i've never felt it before but not in a way that felt you had a feeling of indifference or a disconnection no like my heart was open open. my heart felt more open also whilst my heart feeling more open like it wasn't like oh all right like it wasn't a heaviness it was a lightness and it was almost Mm -hmm. like it was almost like a um a freeing of things like yeah like we got through that Mm -hmm. he still doesn't totally get it and for the first time like I don't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's absolutely okay. And I feel closer to him. Like, both things happened. Like, I feel closer and he doesn't fully get it. Whereas before it would have been like, he doesn't fully get it. I have to try to stay close. Where now I'm like, I, I just feel, him, I actually I need feel... him to get this to be close because if he doesn't get this, there's no way I can be close. Or is that, is that it? Or it was like, maybe that's like what it is when, when we're in conflict, but in like when repair, it would be like, okay, he doesn't get it. I might just never, I might just be like trying to sort out this idea of like, can I be okay with the fact that he doesn't get it? Like just kind of like, you know, figuring that out. And like this time, last few times, I've been like, I feel closer to him and he doesn't get it, Mm -hmm. which to me, it was like amazing. Does that feel... Not you though, huh? (laughs) I just kidding. I was going to tell you that I feel, I've very much felt the same. I felt my heart be way more open than in the past where it feels like I've got to protect myself. I've got to... I don't know, well, not intentionally, but my walls are up because I have to protect myself because I'm going to be hurt here. I felt very much the same way where like, okay, that didn't go well, but my heart's still open and my desire, and I can see your desire is connection. 
and I do see you. I don't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know why we can't understand each other here, mm-hmm. but I'm my heart's more open to that. I think that like for so I mean this is what this is the science of it is that we have a hard time being open to understand another until we feel understood. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's this interesting dance of like the person that goes first and presents presents the problem, you need to get to a point where they feel heard to their satisfaction and then you get to move on to the next person, but like it's just like not going to happen otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I think something has opened in me in the last few times where I'm like, I am listening to him and I don't feel heard and I find myself (laughs) listening to you. And I'm like, and then, and then something really weird happened where I was like, I hear him and I think maybe he actually heard me too and I didn't know it. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying because I've had that same experience and that's where it's like, if I can open my heart and not get defensive or feel like I'm just going to be hurt here so I need to protect myself. You aren't looking out for me. You aren't hearing me. It's like if I let that go, which is the hardest thing to do, I've had the exact same experience where it's like... All of a sudden you feel heard? When you hear, you feel heard? Yeah. And I'm like, even if you don't understand me, I feel like you listen to me. Yeah. Yes. that, That is it. That's it. It's like, okay, you're not, you're not getting it. Which is it, new but, to me because I've never been in a relationship listen. where I didn't feel understood. Mm-hmm. So this is very, I'm having this insight right now, Jim, to not feel understood, but listened to. That is, that's so true with our dynamic. I just realized that because like I said, like in the past, it's like, I don't need you to agree with me. Mm-hmm. But there's this, like, I understand why you would feel that way, but, like, that's not the situation here. Like, that's usually where it sat before, where this is this new feeling of, like, he truly does not get what I'm saying, but he totally listened to me, and I feel listened to. Like, I say it out loud, and it doesn't sound as profound as what it felt like. No, I can, or what it I feels feel, like. I feel it now as you're saying it because <laughs> we've been through this and it's such a weird thing to try to explain. If you were, you're, you're a therapist and you're telling somebody, you know what? And like you said, this is new to you too, but you know, maybe, maybe they don't understand you, but they listen to you. Mm-hmm. Like, what would that feel like? Mm-hmm. That's something that I've never seen words put to I, in that way. Yeah, because I haven't either. I just, I'm having this in real time, this realization, because I could be wrong. But I feel and I get the feedback that I have a a pretty good ability to understand somebody's experience. So even people, even my clients that have tendencies towards your way of being, I fully, as their therapist, can have so much empathy and compassion for them and help verbalize and narrate for them what might be their feeling. And maybe they haven't been able to do it before, but they look at me and they're like, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Not every time, but I'm just saying. And I'm and and they'll. So what I've struggled with you is I'm like Jim. You don't seem to understand that I do. I do understand your experience though, but I'm mad at you because you don't understand mine. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to move in and be have compassion towards you when I don't feel it reciprocated. But this was like this like elevated level of mm-hmm. like I don't need it because I I see that you are really trying mm-hmm. to hear me. And you did hear me, even though you don't understand me. You took all of it in. But what you just said is exactly that mirrors my experience. Yeah. It's like you don't understand anything I'm saying and you're not listening, but also like this isn't hard to understand. Like what's what's wrong with you're very smart and 
how can you not understand what I'm saying? I do. I don't find it acceptable as your partner. (laughs) (laughs) But there's, but, but it's, 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 it's a, it's an interesting way to look at it. And I think that it's a stepping stone to getting to that point where it's like, if you feel listened to, then it opens the door to more. Yeah. It's a path. It's a world that I never knew existed. It's a route I never knew existed that I have experienced for the last few weeks after conflict with you. And it's like, whoa, oh, this was probably where where I was supposed to go this whole time. I didn't open that door because I didn't see that door. Yeah. And it's been open now. And now I realize that that's where we got to go. Yeah. Those other places are just futile spaces. And to be honest with you, you know, trying to get myself maybe sometimes to understand you. And, exp- and 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 tell you in those moments, especially when again we're we're flooded, we're we've got a lot emotionally, we're maxed out, and feeling like I'm beating my head against the wall of like I do understand you, and this is what I'm saying. Even if I think I understand you, mm-hmm. if I'm not listening to you, mm-hmm. or you don't feel like I'm listening to you, mm-hmm. even if I m- maybe think I have the rest of it right, mm-hmm. that's not able to be heard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so right. I think it's like that's again that that's it, it's it's a total shift for me too. And it doesn't mean it's been perfect because it's still fucking hard. Yeah. But I feel like there's honestly I feel like there's real like growth and understanding in that. It's amazing. Really. It's funny because again, you can, we can sit here and say this out loud and articulate and it feels so obvious and it feels like, well, duh. I know. But exactly. no, <laughs> I'm talking about a felt experience that I can't put into words uh-huh. because yeah, yeah. I, I'm, really, I'm I'm listening to myself speak and I'm like, this isn't rocket science, but I'm like, no, this is different. This was a felt experience. Yeah. You, you asked me and I don't remember what, what point it was in the last couple of weeks. You said something about, you know, well, you still have resentment toward me or you, you, you know, you have these feelings toward me. And I was like, honestly, I, I, I don't right now. And I, Uh and I mean that from my heart. Like I feel completely open to your experience, even if I don't understand it. So therefore I can't mirror that back in a way that feels like you're like, oh, you get it. Mm -hmm. But it like, that has been completely wiped away Mm -hmm. that, that again, that feeling of, this is how you solve world peace because truly I don't think that we'll ever be able to like we can we can intellectually understand why somebody is doing something. Exactly. We I, I tend to intellectualize it especially. That's my biggest Well, and I'm doing the same thing yeah, for you true. at that point. Obviously, I'm just true. like I know why he's doing intellectualizing this. Intellectualizing things <coughs> but does not work. Right. So really learning to open your heart though. Like I said, like I had a heart opening experience through that where I felt closer to you. That's such a paradox. And like, seriously, that was so, so much happening there because it was like, wow, I feel closer to him. My heart is opening to him. And there's this realization that we're not mm-hmm. going to be on the same page on this probably ever. Mm-hmm. Which And it's not and only it, not okay, but my heart opened. I was, now I feel closer. I was going to say, and I don't want to beat this to death, but that's <laughs> the biggest thing is like, we've been, to, we've been married for nine years. We've been uh, together for over 10 years. Yeah. And... To go all of this time and to finally be like, oh, I'm okay with that. I don't need it's you. It's not even that I'm okay with it because that's the thing. I think the whole time is like, there's, a, yeah. there's, there's like, fine, I'll be okay with this. I'll be okay with this. Not okay. It's not even not okay, okay with in a, it. I, I'll tolerate it. I'll settle for it. It doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like I'm genuinely like, oh, before oh, I think is... to me it was even more like, not even like, okay, like in my worst moments, like, fine, I guess I have to settle this for this. But in my optimistic moments, it's like, well, this is a teaching moment. This is where mm-hmm. I have an opportunity for growth or whatever. 
this was next level. My heart expanded and I got mm-hmm. closer to you. Like, that's some trippy stuff. I'm going to play this on repeat all night long. <laughs> you should, because yeah. it was it was unbelievable. It was one of those moments that you have in life where it's like, it's it was just, profound. I think that's, I think if I can take this to, a, I don't see a different level, but the fascinating thing about this is it truly just goes to show how energy in the world in whatever form it takes on Mm -hmm. is so powerful because this isn't a one-way experience Mm -hmm. you didn't just have this experience i had this experience Mm -hmm. relatively simultaneously to your experience in a way that was both of us feeling the same i don't feel understood and yet i love this person even more and i feel closer to this person which is such a strange and yet profound feeling of like oh oh this is like I'm not going to say enlightenment, but this is like... It was an enlightening moment. It is. It's, 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 it was an enlightening yeah. experience, I mean. Yeah. And it's one of those things like I... But how do, again, we, have that? Number, how do we have that without being able to permanent. talk about and enumerate what that exactly I is and, and, and just to feel it? You have to take the, to the feeling. You have know, to meditate I mean. on the feeling. Yeah. It's just like I've said over and over again. It's like, oh, I had this experience. I had this realization. I had this it, this feeling. It's not permanent, but you had it and you got to keep it and hold on to it yes. because you know it's yes. there. And the goal is to increase those experiences I'm glad you just said that. so that you're leading more. That's self-led energy. That's what you that the Buddhists would call self-led or Rick Schwartz from IFS. Like that's the self-led energy yeah. that you want to increase. I'm very glad that you just said it's not permanent mm-hmm. because it's not like it just continues to exist and everything else is gone. It's right. not. It's just it is something that you it's 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 one of those checkboxes in your head that you go, oh, okay, it's gonna be a he said checkbox i did say checkbox <laughs> it's 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 in a different way it's one of those ticks that's like i have trust i have safety i can i can i can fall back on that experience to build when yeah there is another experience that doesn't go the way yeah you know i want it to go my bank is a little more full so yeah. i can i can say okay i can fall back on that and go nope we i know what this looks like and what what's possible here we yes. may not get it this time but that it's not a loss Right. And it is a felt experience. So yeah. it's fully immersive and you have that. You you don't forget that feeling. Mm-hmm. You can bring it back whenever yeah. you want. You just got to remember to bring it back. You got to remember to bring it back. And <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean we'll both get it at the same time. That's the challenge. It's like anything. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, how cool though. I don't know. I just find that stuff exciting. Um, yeah. Well, I do too. I do too. <laughs> it's funny because related but unrelated um, – I was journaling this week about like tapping into my essence and you know there there again I'm just really focused on this idea of living from my heart space not my brain space not my ego space and tapping into essence and like thinking about like what does that mean and um you know we talked last week about how we stumbled, I stumbled upon that Rick, Rick Rubin podcast and I got interested in this Gene Keys thing and I got like slightly mm-hmm. obsessed with it for about 48 Richard hours, Rod 24 Tetra hours. Gamma I got Gamma. like, they got like on the Gene Keys like, like rabbit hole uh-huh. and um, it was really, it was cool because I'm like, okay, it's all saying this <laughs> consistently. It's all the same thing. Consistently there's a call for me to be in this creative energy and um, anyways, I was just thinking more about like, okay, so like essence. Uh, don't know a lot about what that really means from like a spiritual guru perspective, but I just, I guess I'm just inclined to think that your true essence is sort of like in your, from your heart space. And it's, you know, it's who you are when there's no worry 
there's no pressure of culture or that's your others spirit. around that's you. That's your spirit, right? I mean, that's... And so I was like, okay, I was like, I want to think about a time in my life. And maybe I've brought this up <laughs> on here before because I bring it up. I bring, I've been thinking, I've been considering this idea for months now. But I was like, where, when in my life do I remember like this blissful space where it's like you have no worries and you have no pressure? And honestly, what I come up with all the time is like being three or four years old before I ever had to leave the house. And I just felt like I could just take myself back there. And I'm like, what is it that you were concerned with at that time? What is it that you wanted to do? What did things feel like? And I just can bring up all these very simple things, just like, you know, I just loved napping. I loved resting in my mom's arms. I loved watching, you know, there's just life was so easy and joyful and there was just comfort. And I wanted to draw and I wanted, I loved the color pink and I loved being outside and, you know, just thinking about what is it that your essence was wanting. And, and I, I'm still thinking a lot about that, but, um, the funny thing is, is that I literally had journaled about it this week, which I've never journaled about it. I've just thought a lot about it. And then I'm listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast, and she goes on this whole thing about how she's currently trying to tap into this childlike self that I don't remember exactly how she articulated it, but that just was, you know, concerned with joy and play and when did that stop? And for her, it was seven. So she was just talking about how she's been really thinking about that. And she and she's like literally started articulating some of this and verbalizing some of the thing, same things I had in my journal. She was like, it was just so simple. Like I ate when I wanted to eat. I napped when I wanted to nap. And she just was just describing these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, how coincidental is that? It was interesting. I had asked you the same question mm-hmm. to think I, about my, an age. And of course you couldn't come up with anything. No, I did. Oh, My answer was very different than yours. I said, and I told you, I don't know. My memory doesn't go back to three to four. Mm-hmm. So I could not articulate anything from that period that would go, oh, okay, I can relate to that experience. However, outside of that, I said, I think like my senior year of high school and in between senior year of high school and college is when I felt the most free and able to do and be who I was and what I wanted to do with no pressure and no. And I'm like, not that I didn't feel any pressure or anything. So it's different than being three or four and just being like, I don't have, you know, anything else to do here, but do this Uh thing. But I felt the most free to be who I wanted to be at that point in my life which makes sense because that kind of correlates to some of like like going back to the beginning of this conversation like some of the things that we brings out our problems in our relationship and the astrology chart is tying you down mm-hmm. and getting exactly. you in one spot exactly so and like committing to something so when you go back so to you three feel to free four, after you get to be yeah you, independent you just said three to four because you felt that safety and that comfort no being one in your was asking arms. me to be independent so was, i was allowed to be fully dependent so <laughs> for you that's what that was yeah. was i can rely on everybody else i can rely on my mom mm-hmm. i can be here in her arms i don't have to worry about going out into the world mm-hmm. and and for me, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I find so fascinating. I just remember it, enjoying peanut butter and jelly and bologna and cheese sandwiches. Like, have you ever had bologna no and mindful sandwiches? eater ever could. Ew, gross. No. It sounds disgusting. Miracle Whip, Jim. It sounds Tangy disgusting. And yet, when I was no. that age, I do recall, probably like five years old, bologna, or uh, salami. I'm sorry, salami and ketchup okay. sandwiches.
sandwiches. Well, thank you for interrupting me. So, but I know. Sorry. What I, my point with that was is like I have so many memories of eating my favorite food and like looking forward to lunch and like what I would not be able to verbalize back then. But now in hindsight, eating mindfully, like devouring every possible texture and taste, <laughs> bud. A bologna. A bologna and cheese sandwich <laughs> with wheat bread because I had bowel issues and I had to have wheat bread. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was one of the first wheat bread users out there. Um, no, but for real. So – Anyways, it's interesting that yours is completely opposite of mine. You're like, mine I felt free when I was able to leave the house. And I'm like, I felt free when out. I was allowed to stay in the house. Busting to get out <laughs> and, and not have anybody telling me what to do <clears throat> or just being able. And I went year railing between my um, senior year in high school and freshman year in college. Mm-hmm. And so it was two weeks with two of my friends. Mm-hmm. And we went all over. We went to England and Ireland and France and all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that experience was, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was stressful at times, but the feeling of being out and not having anybody over my shoulder telling me what to do or watching me was uh, so freeing. Uh, and the, the ability to explore and just that is, and you know, in our relationship, I get so caught up in that when you want me to do something and you want me to do it right now or, or just, you know, and I'm like that feeling of or feeling like or somebody else is feeling... trying to control <clears throat> what I'm doing. I have this natural resistance to re- shudder and repel against that. Oh, well, will this be, like, this be anything? You... Like if we go, if we do an adventure together, I'm like, well, we're not going to do that part of it. And then I feel like oh, it's hard. it just becomes a challenge for you now because someone won't let you. It's hard for me. And it's it's like, hard for me because I'm like. You don't even need to do that. Stop. I know, but I'm like, but that's. <laughs> Yeah. My essence is so, the yes. exploration piece of it. Yes. And it, it does feel stifled sometimes because it's like, that's important to me. And uh-huh. you're like, but why? And I can't articulate it. Uh-huh. I've never been able to articulate why that piece is important to me. Mm-hmm. It just, my essence from my core feels yeah. like I need that. Yeah. You know? Which is funny because I didn't even know when we first started getting together. And it's so obvious, like in the genetics of our kids too, like it's like we go on vacation together and I've complained about this on on the podcast here. And this is just coming back full circle. It's like, why do you guys have to go out and traverse every path? Mm -hmm. It's not necessary. Mm -hmm. Now it's just becoming like this obnoxious thing that you're just like, got to do it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, let's, how about we all just stick together and do this one path that we all agreed on? There's Uh no reason. You're not making any sense. Uh It's just feels like. But it's a felt experience. Again, going back to some of the other stuff. It's like I, you're right. I can't explain. I know. I'm that. just pointing out the difference. I'm mm-hmm. not saying one is right. Right. Or wrong. No. No. I know. I'm just. But it also you know. does feel a bit relative, where it's just like you're just saying this now because we asked you not to. It's not that, but it, it, it's all relative anyway. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to do that? That thing mm-hmm. that's a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, not even necessarily more feel... dangerous, but like, yeah. but but yeah, there's. Why do I need to have that have that control in and and do something that I, I whatever. And you're right. It is. That's where I've learned over the years to check myself and be like, well, what is it about that? Why Why am I drawn to that? And, and what is that? And I, I get caught in my own head wrestling with that of I can't articulate it. It is a felt sense and experience of whatever that desire is, that drive to do that. But you know what? Mm-hmm. This is my own work to be like, but I also don't need that because mm-hmm. we are where we're at, mm-hmm. enjoying all of this other stuff. Why is that thing important to yeah. me? You know, so there's there is a balance between the two and it's it's I wrestle with that all the time. It's funny because 
bringing this full circle again with my lunch today that I have with my friend. We learn so much about ourselves and what we need to sort out through the ways that we are raising our children. And my friend that I met with today, I met with her and her husband actually, I go way, not super way back, but pretty way back in my career with her. We are the same age. We have children the same age. Um, We started working together at some point. And it's funny because actually I had worked at this place and she had interned there before I, and so she wasn't even there when I was there. She had been an intern there, but I had, she had left, obviously she graduated and moved on. But when I, and then I got hired and I just heard about her a lot. And so my boss was about to retire and she's like, do you want my job? And I was like, no, I don't want your job. I had no interest in being a supervisor or a leader. She's like, okay, I'm going to offer it to this intern that we had before and um, she offered it to her. Well, she said, come interview. You know, she got the inter- she got interviewed. She got the job. So she ended up being my boss. We ended up becoming good friends. And <clears throat> so we, it is funny too, because we've always had like an interesting relationship because we have never fallen, not that politics are that seriously that important to me, but we've always been sort of on different sides of the political spectrum. So over the years, you know, things were less politically divisive back then, but like we could banter back and forth and give each other shit, but have respect for one another. And um, it's funny too, because she would always be like, you know, most people on the other side of me would be like, oh, you're an extreme of that, you know, because that's just what people do. Like they don't even like, she'd always be like, you're actually like super moderate. And I'm like, I am super moderate. Thank you very much. Finally, somebody's listening. <laughs> but um so we would go back and forth a lot about like politics and stuff and like even like some child rearing stuff like we were just like we're not on the same page all the time but we also have like a lot in common so anyways fast forward here we are still friends and she is dealing with a child that is about to graduate high school just as am I and you and so we were just talking about like parenting teenagers and like, wow, you know, I know they say it just gets worse, but you know, you just don't, it's just like with Mm -hmm. anything, you don't know it until you're in it. And just the stress of this transition period and all the worries and fears and what, what are they going to do next? And it was just really interesting because obviously every kid is different and it's interesting because You know, she and I are similar in the way that we have no problem, I believe. (laughs) We have no problem, like, voicing our opinions. Like, we don't, we didn't grow up in households where we weren't allowed to say what we thought or believe. Like, we would never have a problem telling our parents who we voted for. And we wouldn't give a fuck if they didn't agree with us. Like, we were, that, that freedom of speech was allowed. And I've raised my kids to be the same way. And so... It's just really interesting because as your kids get older and they decide what they want to do, it's like, oh, okay. Like there as a parent, you're how do you adjust to that? Mm-hmm. Like, are you letting your child move on to do the thing that they want to do? Or is it what you want them to do? Mm-hmm. It's hard. And it's harder than it's you'd ever think because, it was. I know. Or is. It's funny because like, um, and why? Like, where does that even come from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it feels like it's ingrained in us, but why? You know, and it's like, I don't know, like, and I'm just being honest here, Jim, because I'm new to the area and I have a child who has a friend who has a mom. Anyways, <laughs> that was a joke. You didn't get it. Oh, no, I didn't. Joke. I didn't get it. I'm just new to the area. I'm just asking questions. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Actually, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, like, why would you not this want- This is chicken place I really like. <laughs> um. Like trying to make the best, like help your kid make the best decisions. Mm -hmm. And like, where is that coming from? Is it your own 
Mm-hmm. Shit. Like, like I know people who like don't want their kids to go to college because they're afraid of how it's going to impact their political views. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh-huh. I mean, first of all, like, shouldn't your child, if they're, wouldn't you want them to be an independent thinker and like kind of formulate and come to their own conclusions? And if you truly care that much about how they turn out and how they view the world, you have probably had enough impression on them or if you've raised them to be an independent thinker, they're not going to just be that impressionable and get brainwashed or whatever it is you think is going to happen. If they are, they are. (laughs) And if they are, they are. And if they are, they are, then they are. And if they're not, they're they're not. They're not because they've just been indoctrinated by you then, right? So is that indoctrination that fragile? It's the same coin. Are you so worried about your own indoctrination that it's too fragile that it's going to go get overtaken by a university's political agenda? Exactly. Like, find the irony here, but like, why would you hold your child back in the world when you know what their greatest potential is? Because you want control. And why do you want control? Why do you want control? You'll take that to the grave because you've never had control. You've never had it and you never will have it. And you never will have it. That's the thing. That stress to the grave. And you might come back again and relive it again until you figure it Mm -hmm. out and learn to let go. Mm -hmm. We all have this concern there. For me, it's not about what this person's brain is going to be exposed to or their their mind like i want them to explore that expansively it's not about your legacy it's not about my legacy proving to somebody else that you can say your kid went to the doesn't matter for me so for my because we all like my i don't know what yours is but for me my area of fear there is like are you going to be safe in the world Uh are you going to be safe are you going to make good choices are you going to like like i don't want you to like make a bad irresponsible choice that's going to put your life in jeopardy like that's always been my biggest thing and that's where I am like okay like that's always been my biggest challenge so as my kid is 18 and considering what he's going to do next that's where I find myself consumed I'm not consumed about like I like I'm definitely like go do the thing that is going to make you achieve your highest potential and also I'm afraid because what if something happens to Mm -hmm. you? And you don't have control over that. And I don't have control over that. And so that's where I have to relinquish my control. And I recognize that though. Like parents need to recognize that you have to relinquish the control. Let your child fly, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, or intellectually. You've done your work. They're going to make mistakes along the way. And regardless of whether we helicopter parent them or have our thumb on them or or, or anything else, you don't have control. No. And if you force control, you don't have control. They're just lying to you. Exactly. They're afraid of you. Exactly. They're not telling you what they really want because they're afraid of you. So your fear again is, I'm asking you. Danger. Like is making safety. good choices. Is safety. Physical safety F- stuff. Mostly physical safety. That's where I find myself having the challenge. And so it's like, okay, this is hard. It's hard stuff to let yeah. go. It really truly is. And my challenge is almost the opposite in a way and i i don't want to say it's the opposite because physical safety number one of course like that's like hands down i don't i don't stress about it to the level you stress about it right that is the number one thing i worry about just at a different level my number one thing is are you doing what you truly want to do are you becoming what you in your heart want to become and again we we had watched that um inner worlds outer worlds documentary Mm -hmm. series and I think it was in that one. And maybe it was in the heart one. I don't remember which mm-hmm. one it was. I actually know it wasn't it was in that one. And it was talking about this idea of, you know, when we're when we're little and it's like we have this mask put on us and told you need to wear this mask. Mm-hmm. You need to be this thing, be mm-hmm. this person. Mm-hmm. And this is how you're going to go through life. And mo- most of us, a lot of us go through life with this idea of mm-hmm. this is right, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. 
There's not gray. It's just you're right or you're wrong. And then as you move through life, at some point, you know, let's say you say, well, this is the path maybe my parents wanted or this is what I've been told I'm supposed to choose. Mm-hmm. I don't like that, but I'm going to I'm gonna veer off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm only going to veer off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And eventually that's going to catch up to you. If you veer off 15 degrees from, from, from the path that they wanted you it to. It will catch up to you. You are at that point, it's unrecognizable between mm-hmm. those two things, but also it's nowhere near what you wanted to do yourself. And so I think the balance is apparent, what I find myself struggling with and is, are you doing are you becoming the person that you want to become? And also, we all wrestle with this. Well, if you're going to go to school or you're going to you're going to go into this profession or whatever else, the idea of do whatever you want to do, do what you like, that mm-hmm. the world we live in, that doesn't provide you safety either. Do what you want. Well, that that doesn't pay. There's no career in that. There's no ability to earn money in that. I'm sorry, but that's the world we live in. We live in mm-hmm. the society where you have to also be able to provide for yourself. So, well, And you, part of that is that person's, I don't I guess I want to back up for a minute when you said you veer off, like part of that is that person's journey though, that like if you feel that you've been controlled by a parent, mm-hmm. you've also allowed them to control you. And at mm-hmm. some point you're an adult and you have to take responsibility yes. for that. That was the point of that, though, is at some point you take that off and you realize where you are isn't where you want to be. When do you recognize that and how far off course are you from maybe what you what you desire to be know. and who you are? Maybe you'll take it to your grave. <laughs> well, th- that's the thing. <laughs> and come back I, and repeat it over until when, you learn your when lessons. I, when I heard that, which is this is no surprise, I was thinking about the idea of obviously the midlife crisis. It's like, you know, oh, that person had a midlife crisis and they did this and they totally shifted. They quit their job. They did this. They bought a sports car and they, you know, everything yeah. that they lived by, they completely threw out the window. They disappeared from their what they were and became something completely different yeah and i think that's that's a reflection of that point where it's like you became unrecognizable to yourself and you decided that you needed to just right and and so if you do that at 45 that's that's a very difficult place to be yeah you know so yeah and so like and then like a parent like me who is like so concerned about my child's physical safety in the world and i know i have full awareness around this and this is a challenge and you're sending them messages that they must not like either the world's not safe or like I must not be. They're not capable, capable of making that of, de- decision to be right to keep themselves safe. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, it's it's just such a tricky age. It's so hard. I think it's funny because like too like I want to be again. I I noticed that over time, like through all of this, I just want to be. I want to be a trusted person in their lives that they can come to. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, I'm not going to force it either. Like that's, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just tricky. I just, I just noticed, I'm, I I suspect the year ahead is going to be really, really one of the hardest years for me as a parent, I think. I think both of us, it's going to um, be really tough. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's funny too, though, like with Nick, for example, obviously he's two years ahead of them mm-hmm. and you know, he's, he's, like on a different path it's funny actually it's funny like totally unrelated but have i said this that one stepmom that i follow she um has a son who is nick's same age who also went on to work on an apprenticeship um to be an electrician and he had also moved out of their house the same time that nick had moved out of our house he came back actually i think she's like a year ahead of us and so like he came back like a year ago and she was like she's so funny because she was just like oh you know it's so great having him back but like she was complaining about like muddy boots and i'm like oh my god 
takes money. That's oh my not god! A thing, <laughs> and then, <laughs> or like she was like also complaining how like you know he's in, in Canada like nineteen is like drinking age, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, they live in Canada, yes. but like. She was just talking about like, hey, have friends over. And it's like, that's cool. I love that you have friends over. But like the rest of us, like, I mean, it's just kind of like, wait a minute. I have these people taking over my house. And I'm like, I can relate so hard to this because that is, I mean, I love it. I love that the kids have their friends over, but it seems that our house is the hangout house. And I love it. And I know one day I'm going to miss it. But sometimes it takes me back to like being in college again and Uh having roommates. And I'm like, what the fuck? I I just want my space back. (laughs) I just want my space. And and it's not like we have a small house where we're, but it just feels like I just don't have control of Uh of my own safety net, my own safe place. Exactly. I'm now just an, another person in it. And, right. You know. But I love that, like, they want to hang out here. Me too. I mean, what does that say? And I guess that's what my point is. Like, yeah. that's what I want for and my And we've kid. hung out with them and it's talked like, to them and had I, real conversations and, like. And, and honestly, you know. probably out of all the adults in their lives, I might be one of the most, un, un, unfortunately for you, that they speak unfiltered around. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for you you're like i don't want to know this information and i'm mm-hmm. like this is great i love this information yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that is just like yeah. who i am and it's how i operate as a parent and yeah. like that is my goal i talked to through I, all of this I, I talked to chris the other day about this my chris yeah, your chris, son. our chris yeah okay we there's a lot of about our, in our, our, about our level of openness and the things that we talk about in the comfort level and talking about it in yeah you and me and yeah why there's a difference there and uh-huh. it's like yeah so anyway it was funny because it was a good conversation yeah um, i think it's pretty funny yeah and like i said my biggest my, my biggest thing is just my my stressor is are you are you being authentic are you being true to yourself and i had that conversation with one of my kids because today I about wonder, this and i'm okay. like you know talking about college and everything this is your decision mm-hmm. and i you know my feelings on it mm-hmm. and those are my feelings but i want this decision to be 100 percent wholly yours not but, influenced by anybody else but and, if it's not you're gonna have to accept the fact that that's yes. his that's his yes. issue to figure out. And the reality is I will never know <laughs> if it's his 100%. Oh, yeah, you will. Or not. <laughs> yes, you will. However, okay, I will. <laughs> I, I, hear, I hear, listen, I hear you. I hear but you. What I'm saying what is you're saying, is, What you're saying is, though, is that you can guide your kid and say, hey, like, this is objectively what may be happening and like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, you always have to sort out your own journeys. Mm-hmm. I see what you are challenged with because potentially you were challenged with the same thing. And so I want to, you know, as a parent, I'm like, hey, I see, I see what's happening here. Just so you know, I see it because I, I had it myself and I want you to know, I want this authentic, like, I I don't want you to have to deal with that, but also they're inclined to deal with it and they're inclined, they're inclined to have to just sort that out for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? Which like you just said, I just want, I just want them to have the, um, uh, the trust that they can come to me and say, you know what, this is where I'm at and this is why, or I'm doing this because of this mm-hmm. and tell me openly and don't, mm-hmm. don't sugarcoat it. Don't try to make it sound, don't try to put a narrative on it. I, I do that. So I'm well aware well, of how Well, the apple doesn't fall far from yes. the tree. So yes. you I know. are insufferable there. So yes. I'm not sure what you're hoping for. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for not what's been ingrained in me and what I have been, what, what maybe. Or maybe what you were born with. What I've been born with. I mean, maybe you were just born that way. (laughs) I think it's a combination of a lot of things and that's exactly it, is Uh I have done things over time where I am not wholly honest about 
why I made a decision or what the decision was or anything. You make else decisions. You make you I'm make decisions about... based on the past of least resistance. Yes. Hope, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I hope but that not really. With a little self awareness on my part, I can. I'm not gonna. I, maybe I won't break the cycle, but that I can bring some awareness to it early on, so that it doesn't that's, turn out. That's what all of this is about. You know? I yeah. mean, again, we've talked about that, like this idea of like trans you know whether you want to call it transgenerational trauma little t big t or you know the wounds of the ancestors it's about becoming aware of your own patterns and bringing them to awareness so that you can stop the cycle yeah that's what it's all about yeah totally and that's what you know our generation i think is having conversations with our children that our parents did not have with us and it's just a generational thing i don't think it's anybody's fault it's just what you know it's just a naturally occurring process yeah and so I agree with that. We'll completely. see how that unfolds, but yeah. it's a, it's absolutely. I think that's. I guess as I as as I have more self awareness of it, and I see it play out in my offspring, it's like, oh, I see that, and <laughs> I see how I've done that, how I've created that, how I've been part of that, and how what a disservice it's been to me in those ways. In some ways, taking that narrative and being the people pleaser and being the one that goes through all of that stuff, it feels like, well, people like me and this and that, but it's like, but who am I hurting? I'm hurting yeah. myself. And I'm hurting those closest to me by you not- You are by hurting not, yourself. You know? You are hurting yourself because yep. authenticity is the goal and authenticity is this ability to show up as your true self yeah. in every situation you're in. It's not yep. like I can be my real self with this person, but not this person. Authenticity is learning to do that mm-hmm. 360. Yeah. Which is hard. It's so very hard. That's the biggest thing that I hope, no matter what, for my, my kids, all of our kids. But my worry is learn to be yourself, learn to be authentic, learn to be able to look out for yourself. You know, it, that comes with a lot of other responsibility in doing so. You have to do so responsibly. You have mm-hmm. to write speech, all the things that we talk about mm-hmm. and how you deliver that. But at the same time, be true to your own heart and just don't sit there and walk around trying to cater to other people all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to, yeah. and, and you, It's I funny mean, because that's not what comes up for me when I think of what I want, what I want to carry on, which is interesting. Of course it's not. What do you think mine would be? Um, well, integrity is huge for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. I don't know what comes up for I you. I think but... that mine has, I think that my kid also values integrity as much as I do yeah. that too. So, so what, so what is it that comes up for you then? Um, well, obviously, like, obviously, like, like, don't have any, like, don't fear the world around you. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's like being who you are and not caring what people think of you. Yeah. I don't think that people pleasing or catering or making decisions based on what other people want is a big thing. To me, it's about like, but that's be yourself and don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. But that's the same thing as... (laughs) It one, is the one, same, one but version it looks of different. that one of that one version of that is people pleasing. It always is the same. Yes, it's it's the same thing. It's, it's the same. Be yourself. Thing. Be authentic. Be yourself, yes. and don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Yeah, you know, as long as you do so responsibly and don't hurt somebody else in the process, that's right. That's, that's what you're set out to do in yeah. this life. Yeah, but I like well, then my kid that's transitioning into the adult world is literally the things that come out of him. He'll come home and he'll be like, "Okay, like I got to tell you this thing that, like, I heard this person say this thing today, and like I told." Totally. Like it's it like it stuck with me and it struck me and it's like I want to do this. I want to make a difference in the world and I want to do it this way. And I'm like, dude, you're he's he's me. Like mm-hmm. he li- li- like it's the same spark. And it's like I love it. I absolutely love it. It gives me like I'm so proud of you. You yeah. know, um, and don't be afraid. Like don't do you, be afraid. <laughs> do 
do you fear in that is that you have such insight into your you know we're older so you've had yeah. all of these years to develop this and get to this point when you see it in an 18 year old right and you're like don't lose that yeah there has to be a huge fear around all of the things that are going to come and get in the way of that yes and that are going to that are going to trip him up yeah. and get him off course and everything else and, and, you know, hold him back to give up on that dream. Like, that's a big weight to carry. It is it is for all of us. Yeah. You mean you don't have that, you sociopath? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that when you have something that you're that not just passionate about, but your life purpose and you recognize it and you've recognized it, maybe you've, you've, uh, you've exactly. tuned in. You've tuned into <clears throat> it over the last twenty some years, mm-hmm. and you've honed it, and mm-hmm. you've really seen it. Mm-hmm. And you're at a place now where your awareness around it mm-hmm. is 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 huge. Mm-hmm. It's bright. It yeah. shines brightly. Yeah. It's like the sun in the sky. Well, shining. yeah, because I've like almost made it my mission to like but, zero in on him and yeah. be like, hey, just so you know, because I was never have, given this information. If you would have given that been given that information at eighteen, uh-huh. and you had a glimpse of it at eighteen, and you see the sun shining, you're uh-huh. like, this is. This is the goal. This is right. my essence okay, here. Okay, just finish your sentence. <laughs> my, 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 my point is, like, as a parent looking looking back and going, you have 20-some years or, or however many years to, to try to figure this out yeah. and to hold on to that. Okay, and? That's tough. Okay, all right. <laughs> what was your question? That's it. It's just tough. Right, you, okay. can, you, can, you can erase that part. My my. my my point being is you don't know what you don't know. And you almost- don't know what you don't know, but what in, what is in, is interesting to me is that he's way ahead of me because he's raised by different people and who see themselves in him yep. and they're saying, hey, I see you. Uh, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I guess you do see me. Cool. And then it's like, what do you want to do with this? You know what I mean? Like, this almost like you just said, like, there's this thing of like, and it's, I'm sure it's generational. And I'm sure he's like, this is just part of being in his generation. But where you have maybe parents that or just a society that might be more attuned to like life purpose and meaning and just having those conversations in general. But like you just said, getting off path, you know, that the whole like metaphor uh-huh. that you used, I was not on the right path for a very long time. It took me, like, I fell into it. I've, I've, we've talked about it on here. I was right. like, I got every job I didn't want to have I before I finally was like, this is your calling. And so he's just like, no, this is my calling. I know. So I guess that's my point as a parent and you having that awareness around all of the steps that you took to get there yeah. and looking at him and being able to you you are going to over evaluate and look at every step. Oh, that's not the right way. That's not the right. It it, it might feel I don't know. I can't say exactly what my purpose is necessarily. Like yeah. you have, I can't. I can't look at. My I don't kids even and, know that he's going to end up doing this. I just know I'm going to be there for him not, every step of the way. I'm just talking about. Yeah, I'm just talking about where you're at today, where he's at today, and looking yeah. at that and being like, all I'm saying is, if you see something, he sees something, and you're like, yes, this is the path, and then that almost seems scarier than kind of be like, well, I don't know, and we're going to figure it out as we go, even though it might not be the path. No, I think it feels. I think depending on the person, maybe, but like to me, it feels reassuring that because what he wants to do is really important it is and yeah, yeah. i'm like i couldn't ask for anything more than somebody seeking yeah. a meaningful life yeah. truly you know so to me it feels if anything i'm like awesome he has something he's striving mm-hmm. for he's there's yeah. a higher purpose there and it's in, it's full of integrity and um lifting the collective mm-hmm. so like why like that's great you know i don't care how long it takes you to get there yeah 
I, <laughs> what you just said is I, I 100% agree with, and that's exactly it. I think that's the difficult part is, I like you just said, I don't care how long it takes you to get there. And that's truly like, that's the way you have to look at that because who knows when he'll get to that place, mm-hmm. if, if that's his path, if that's not his path. But at the same time, what you just said is... I'd say profound, but it's like yeah. you don't you don't care when he gets there. That's the important no, piece. I do not. You're not trying to rush it and look at it and go, oh, if you do all these things, I can help. Like that's not it. It's a matter of yeah, no. You're on your own path to get there. Yeah. You're on the right path, but you got to figure out how to get there. Yes, that's where I'm at with it right now. Anyways, yeah, you know, yeah, like it's he found something that he's excited about, and I think that's pretty cool because mm-hmm. I wasn't excited about anything at that age. I wasn't, either. and he might not be excited about it next yeah. week, but or next year or whatever. But He's excited about it right now. I know I was telling my friends today, they're asking, and I was like, this is what he wants to do. And I'm like, I'm floored. And they were like, because like, we all do like this work a little bit. There's different, you know, sort of. But anyways, um, it was just interesting because I'm like, I don't see him doing the things that I did to get to where I am today. And that's okay. So we were just kind of exploring mm-hmm. like different options. Um, but it's like, okay, like it's something that he's excited about. Mm-hmm. Like there's a desire. No, your 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 view on it, your outlook is I think that's a hundred percent the way it needs to be, is like and this is his journey yes. to, to figure it out. And I'm scared know. as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be so honest about that. <laughs> no, not you. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, I bring that up specifically for you because you are very you're you're you know the safety aspect and everything else it's like you know figure out your own journey but you're you're worried you're a mother and you're worried of course and mm-hmm. so it's like as you see those twists and turns along the way it's going to be hard to white knuckle through some of that oh my god I want to wrap this up, but like, I'm just thinking about, I've reflected before that, like, I feel like my relationship with him mimics much of my dad's relationship with his mom. And, you know, my dad was in college and during the Vietnam War, and he could either enlist voluntarily in the Air Force or he could risk being drafted. So he enlisted in the Air Force and he got shipped away for a lot of years. And she didn't, I know, I mean, I can't imagine how hard that was for her. <laughs> very, yeah. very hard, I'm sure. Fortunately, so he was, I just think about that. Fortunately, he was like, shipped to Spain. Oh, I know. Yes. And, 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 they were just know, separated. Exactly. That was a thing. That I don't even think he had any risk of. Yes. That's why yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Air Force wasn't over there is what I was told. Um, so it was a safe alternative. But just this idea of like you get you reach a point where you just it's this was so much more the norm in history, but where you just are separated from your children uh-huh. <laughs> involuntarily. Right, right. Like cold turkey. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's just that's that part's the hard part for me, mm-hmm. truly. Oh, I know. Even though, like, I think it's essential. Like, I value all of that. Of course. Yeah, we both do. I yeah. mean, that that's just, that's the natural progression. And mm-hmm. they need to learn to be themselves on their own and figure that stuff out. But we still worry as parents, of course. Yeah. So talk about trust, bringing this back to the beginning. You said the word of the year. You'd like to be trust in our relationship. For me, it's trust and just all things. It's a, well, it, it, <laughs> it's a word for a relationship, but it truly goes to the essence of our our everything throughout the you know the way we look at things. Yeah. It's all about trust yeah. in every aspect of our own personal yeah. growth. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so, yeah. So here we are in the throes of what I think or predict might be, knock on wood, the most difficult years ahead. Hopefully exciting Mm. and difficult. Yeah. Hopefully more exciting. (laughs) All All right. right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.